This is Wisconsin Water News, a production of the University of Wisconsin Sea Grant Program. I'm your host, Marise Weekoff. Today's episode is providing a roadmap for aquaculture in Wisconsin. Fish growers who are interested in starting an aquaculture business in Wisconsin are in luck. Wisconsin is one of the only U.S. states that is mapped out with the aquaculture industry in mind. The mapping tool shows locations of current aquaculture operations in areas where conditions are favorable to site a new business. The tool is thanks to the wonders of geographic information system technology and the inspiration of Chris Hartlib, professor of fisheries biology at the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point. Hartlib is also a Wisconsin Sea Grant funded researcher. He successfully applied for an aquaculture grant from the National Sea Grant College program in 2012. Aided by graduate student Alan Brandt, their efforts are now accessible to the public through the Northern Aquaculture Demonstration Facilities website, which you can find if you search for Northern Aquaculture Demonstration Facility. The tool is called a GIS-based analysis of sustainable domestic aquaculture development in Wisconsin. Different sets of the multi-layered maps are available for pond aquaculture and flow-through aquaculture, which includes artificial streams and raceway facilities. Hartlib explained that he and Brandt looked at the entire state of Wisconsin and plotted the location of its 314 commercial fish farms. Then they looked at factors such as land use, zoning permits, soil types, slope, and water quality. They combined the data to see if there was a relationship between successful current operations and their physical locations. As Hartlib says, the findings weren't what they expected. And uh, we, found, we found certain parameters. Um, some of them were surprising. I think, uh, I think water hardness and alkalinity actually turned out to be some of the more important water quality factors, which we weren't surprised. We were surprised at that. We thought at least maybe pH or ammonia and nitrates or something would be. And then we essentially created some maps that showed, you know, where the longer-lasting uh, fish farms were and perhaps some of those features they had in common. And then we took it the next step and we said, okay, so now where are those same features, but there are no fish farms? Um, so what we basically did there is we asked is, can this now be used, these maps now be used as a siting tool to site as it turns out, yes, they can be used for this purpose, with certain disclaimers. If you do go access those maps, the first thing that shows up is a disclaimer. Here, here are biological and natural features that, that, that you know, similar uh, or long-lasting fish farms have in common. You know, by, by no means does this mean that you can put a fish farm there and you'll be in business forever. Light way of saying uh, uh, the human factor plays a role as well. The same human factor disclaimer applies to farms located in areas considered undesirable for a fish farm. This is that if you put your arms and legs into it, probably a backhoe, uh, you could make a poor area <laughs> good for fish farming. Another thing lacking from this tool is the social aspect. Hartlib hopes to add that in the future. This includes things such as how close the farms are to major roads for fish delivery and how close they are to supermarkets or population centers where farmers would have a better chance of selling their fish. We didn't look at that in, in the model, but that would definitely be the next step. Kind of looked at the, can you raise the fish, but the next question is can you sell them? For now, Hartlib is just happy to get the word out about these new decision-making tools to people who are interested in starting their own aquaculture businesses.
we keep hearing that aquaculture is growing. Well, now there's a roadmap. That's it for this episode of Wisconsin Water News, just one of the ways that Wisconsin Sea Grant promotes the sustainable use of Great Lakes resources through research, education, and outreach. Thank you to Chris Hartlib, and thank you for listening.